welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Tuesday from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford, the name that you know, the brand that you can trust and have trusted since 1983. Two Rivers Ford is where you go for quality American-made Ford vehicles or online at tworiversford.com. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com is where you can find your dream address without the stress. The official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds, and A to Z Sports Prime Time. Make sure that you are getting the intel necessary to sell your home for more with the Gary Ashton team. DraftKings Sportsbook using the promo code A2Z Sports. That is how you get involved there. Promo code A to Z Sports. Make sure that you are courtside for all of the action or in on any promotions that they are offering you for the Olympics, Gary at, or excuse me, DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code A to Z Sports. Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, that's Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. They will put you in your comfort zone. All you got to do is give them a call at one of their three locations in Tennessee or in Kentucky at Brymac Mechanical. Okay, so... Scott Bowen says, when does Buck's birthday year end? Asking for a friend. Today is the last day. I promise you it is over. There will be no more. And we can at least take a break from birthday discussions for me until at least next May. That is when I'm I may uh that is when I may bring it back up. But either way, we are talking about the Vols. Both Bucks and Suns look tight early on, but let's talk about the Vols, says L Bookie 808. So let's do that. Uh, Josh Heupel spoke to the media today, his first SEC media days. Now, this was the opportunity that Josh Heupel had to sell us, to sell you, me, and the rest of Vol fans across the country, and, you know, largely internationally, because it is an international fan base, on what direction the Josh Heupel era Vols are headed in, how they are going to do things differently, what will set them apart from his predecessor, at predecessors, plural, either Butch Jones or Jeremy Pruitt, and kind of dig this thing out of the hole that the other two have put it in. And and Vols football has been down for quite some time. But this is something that this was this was something that Josh Heupel had to capitalize on. And and I think he did to a degree. I don't want to give him total credit just because he sounded like a head coach today, just because he, you know, handled a press conference. Well, that is not going to give him any kind of competitive advantage. Any kind of competitive advantage comes August, uh, late August and September and, and into the fall once we really get things rolling with the Tennessee Vols. Um, Dirk at Time says, hey, Buck, Titans fans aren't apathetic. We're just cautiously optimistic. We're not the effing Browns. Well, I'm not talking about Titans fans uh, today, Dirk at Time. I'm talking about Vols fans. But Vols fans, I think, do have good reason to be apathetic because they have suffered for quite some time until kickoff. Then they will come back in full force. We know this to be so. They're one of the most passionate fan bases out there. Why we have so much fun with you guys. So, your Two Rivers Ford take is how we will get this thing going. What was the biggest question Vols head coach Josh Heupel needed to answer today? Let me know on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch. We will discuss at length together. What is the biggest question that you needed Josh Heupel to answer today? And did you get a response to that answer? Because there were some questions that were not asked of him 
um, at his media availability, although I did understand that he did a sidebar pre-press conference with some select members of the Knoxville media. But on national television, there were two things specifically that I did not see him at. at uh, he was not asked, and nor did he answer. Uh, Jeff Rubel says, what's his favorite ice cream, and is he happy? Jeff Rubel, noted Ohio State fan in the comments already, trolling Vols fans uh, with their uh, with their head coach. Um, I feel wrong about this. I haven't heard. So Danny Whitson says, I feel wrong about this. I haven't heard Heupel's words, only heard A to Z sports reporting. Just told my wife I'm going to have to pull that up after this. Well, uh, so Danny, what do you feel wrong about? I guess I'm not necessarily understanding what you feel wrong about. So I'm going to need you to clarify for me a little bit. El Boogie 808 says, how him and the team would gel looks good so far. Well, again, again, spring spring game has been played. Uh, there is nothing uh, there is nothing really out there to determine outside of, you know, maybe some videos of them playing dodgeball together after practice, uh, how much they're actually gelling. But I do think that that is an important conversation to be had. Now, more importantly, though, when we talk about Josh Heupel and this Tennessee team, there are three critical questions that I needed to hear from him today two of which did not get asked. But we'll get into the first one here in just a second, right after I tell you about the people who present the Two Rivers Ford take. That is, in fact, Two Rivers Ford. The best in the business is Two Rivers Ford out in Mount Juliet. They will make sure that they are finding you a vehicle that can fit your needs and fit your family's budget, most importantly. Two Rivers Ford has been competing and really not competing putting out the best possible product and is the best Ford dealership in Middle Tennessee for a reason. Because what for, for all of the new things that are out in Mount Juliet at Two Rivers Ford, like the all-electric Mustang Mach-E and the Ford Bronco and many other new vehicles, the fact that they've been giving their customers the same honest upfront pricing and unparalleled buying experience since 1983 is not new at all. So if you're in the market for a vehicle, contact one of the fine non-commissioned sales staff at Two Rivers Ford and see what Ford has to offer you. Go pay them a visit in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So the question is, what did you most need to hear Josh Heupel asked and answer today? Uh, Jeff Rubel says, not trolling, and it's an inside thing with some Ohio State beat reporters. Forgive me, Jeff. I was not uh, not in on, a, on the joke. Blackout Jones leads the proceedings with the NCAA sanctions. Which it was, so he was not asked that today at SEC Media Days, and that is one of the three, one of the three questions that I needed to hear Josh Heupel answer. Now it was my understanding that even though he did not ask, or he was not asked today at the larger press conference that they ran on the SEC Network, he did hold a local media availability with some of the Knoxville media members, and he was asked that there. So what he uh, what he said was basically. What he said was basically, you know, they they have not had any updates and he will keep people updated as they go along. Now, this there's there is precedent for the NCAA kind of dragging their feet on sanctions, right? Um, the last time that the Vols had any kind of serious sanctions for their football team was back in the 1980s. And it was my understanding, just doing some research on that, that they didn't find out about those NCAA sanctions until about three days before their first game of that upcoming season. So, it is entirely possible that the NCAA is dragging their feet in this regard, but I was still I was still a little bit frustrated that I still was a little bit frustrated that he was not a uh, that he was not asked at his larger media availability today because I understand 
you know, Austin Stanley was there and Austin tweeted back at me and said, you know, why waste your one question on something that you know he's going to give a canned answer to and that he can't answer yet? And I understand, um, I understand that to a degree because we go through a lot of that with like Vrabel, Mike Vrabel and injuries when it comes to Titans reporting, right? We know what Mike is going to say about injuries, but every once in a while you'll ask him and you'll get something at least closer to an answer than you might have otherwise gotten. It doesn't matter if it's redundant. He's going to be asked a great asked a great many of the same questions over the course of his day um, down there in Hoover today. But it is critical that you continue to ask that question just in the event that he maybe lets something else slip. It may not happen. It may be futile. But th- that it was not asked at all, I think, I mean, honestly, it really, it really frustrated me. Uh, to see the media there not ask him about that on the biggest stage, which was on national television on the SEC network today. Um, so there's nothing new to tell about it right now, says Jeff Sawyer. That may be so, Jeff, but we don't know that for we don't know that for a fact, right? We don't know that for a fact. You can only you can only continue to ask for updates, and that is the best thing that you can possibly do. Right now, uh, no McDonald's cash bags, please. Not against his elbow gear to wait. Fair enough. Um, what's the inside scoop on that sidebar? Says King Mofaka. Well, I've just given it to you. So, what? What? One of these things again? Something that he was not asked at his main media availability today on national television is the vaccination rate. Where Tennessee is in their progress on vaccinations? Um, because Greg Sankey made it very, very clear yesterday in opening up SEC media days that if teams were not able to field a team for their respective games on any given Saturday, that they would, that they would be forced to forfeit, which could see, you know, a contender completely fall out of the college football playoff picture because Alabama needed to forfeit a game. That would be damning. And that is an incredible, an incredible carrot for SEC football teams to kind of prod things along and say, okay, if you don't want to be cost, the ability to compete for a championship or at least one of the final four college football playoff spots, then we need to get somewhere close to this bar that the SEC has set with 80% uh, of the teams or 80% of teams being vaccinated heading into the 2021 season. He was not asked about that today on the uh, on the national stage. He was asked about that in sidebar. He did not give a percentage, but he did say that they were making progress in that regard. Finally, there is who is leading the quarterback race, according to Jeff Rubel. And that is a critical question because that is where I would say, that is where I would direct my first, uh, my first question about where, what, not necessarily, not necessarily who is leading the quarterback race because he's never going to give you that answer, right, Jeff? But what I wanted to know from Josh Heupel today, and you'll hear from him momentarily, is what he needs to see from his starting quarterback because he will not tell us who the starting quarterback is on July the 20th. But here was Josh Heupel when asked about the quarterback position at SEC Media Days. Uh, quarterback battle for us. We got four guys that are vying for it right now. Three of them were there during uh, the course of spring ball. I think it's really important to give players an opportunity to grow from the last time that they stepped on the field in spring ball. Uh, you give them opportunity to understand your system better. 
uh, grow physically and fundamentally uh, throughout the course of the summer. And then you get into training camp and guys are going to earn more reps. Guys are going to earn their way out of the race as well. But you got to give them that opportunity. I think it's imperative that your football team, offensively, defensively, staff, understand that when you pick a guy, he's earned the right to be your guy. Uh, inevitably for him, there's going to be great plays. There's going to be a couple bad plays too. He's got to respond the right way, but the guys around him got to believe in him too. And so you got to go through that process. And as a guy earns the right to be our guy, that's when we're. So that's Josh Heupel at SEC Media Days. Today, all the former UT coaches killed Media Day as well, says Mason, which is important to point out because, you know, you can win the press conference and it means absolutely nothing about the football season. Jeff uh, Rubel says, was he asked about Caden Salter at all? He was not at, uh, at least in the form of SEC media days. This is why, this is why this, this event frustrates me because you've got, you know, reporters from Mississippi state asking Heupel about, you know, the, the, the transfer wide receiver from Mississippi state so that they can write a story that relates to the team that they cover as opposed to, you know, getting actual answers for Vols fans who want to know about their team. It is, uh, it, it is an important event. I understand why coaches are selling their programs. It's important for recruiting because this is their opportunity to make an impression and to sell people on their program. Uh, college football parents or high school football parents will be watching things like SEC Media Days if their kids are being recruited by these coaches. And this is a good opportunity for them to make an impression. But critical information or important information um, is, is not something that we get very often out of these things. And the questions are largely soft based on uh, based on what I have seen in the SEC media days that I have never been to Hoover, Alabama. I've never covered SEC media days myself. Now, it's my understanding that they'll be in Nashville next year. So I imagine I will spend some time around that area. But uh, it was not, it was not, there was not a lot of hard pressing journalism questions done today for Josh Heupel. Now, here's, here's what I'll say, because you have four quarterbacks vying for the job. Joe Milton is the quarterback that he's referencing, the latest to the party, the Michigan transfer. And this is the thing that I think was the biggest question for Josh Heupel to need to answer today, what he is looking for in his starting quarterback. Now, he did he did uh, media with Knoxville Media before. He did Radio Row after. He did his press conference in between. And then he, he was on the SEC Network. And I think the, the show is called SEC Now, where Joe Tessitore was hosting the day's events. And Joe Tess asked him about, you know, what, again, kind of what he needs to see from his quarterback. And he gave a better response, you know, saying that this is going to be a quarterback-friendly offense and the trust that they need to develop among any of these guys are critical. Um, this is something that, you know, Vols fans know all about with something like Jeremy Pruitt and, uh, and Jarrett Garantano where your quarterback is is kind of, you know, audibling on his own, feels comfortable making decisions on his own, say like a QB sneak that was not called against Alabama and cost you the game in a critical spot. Now, they probably would have lost that game anyway, but it's about being able to trust your player at the most important position and how Hypel plans to do that. He, he talked a lot about a new age approach, and I've heard a lot about new age approaches from you know being aligned with the chancellor and the athletic director and the coaching staff and all of these things, this is not this is not necessarily new information that Heupel is spewing out. It's just a different person saying the words, right? But I do feel confident that they will be able to find something from the offense and something from the play of quarterback or from the level of quarterback play that previous Vols coaches have not been able to achieve 
I mean, really since since Butch Jones and uh, Josh Dobbs, and that's been what five years ago, six years ago. Uh, Danny Whitson says, "Do you think questions are soft due to being guided that way? Because you would expect it to be. I would anyway. Expect it to be tougher questions, is what I meant. I mean, listen. Here's here's my here's my thing. And Danny, I I I know what it's like to cover the NFL." Right. I'm an NFL. I'm a Titans reporter. I'm an NFL reporter. I've never had to go through covering a college football program like a beat writer, like I do with the Titans. I cover the University of Tennessee because we talk about them on this show and on the radio show and on the podcast. We do a lot of that stuff. But more more than anything, more than anything, it's my understanding that with Tennessee media, they and with college football media, there are there are people who do that job well. There are people who do that job at a high level. But there are also those, um, kind of like with the Nashville Predators here, there are, there are those in the media core who are fans of the team and do not necessarily ask pressing questions or do not, you know, are not comfortable asking tougher questions because they fear they may lose their access. That's something that under Butch Jones was certainly a thing. Now, Pruitt, I don't think was like that, and we will see what Heupel, you know, Heupel has been through some controversy already with his quarterbacks, uh, specifically Caden Salter, and, and we we will say, uh, we will say that that is indeed, uh, that is indeed the case. But um, with with the covering of college football, I uh, yeah, it is a different dynamic based on my understanding, and and that is something that you know often appears at what is you know, where they're credentialing everybody at SEC media days. It's important. It's good for the brand. It's good for the SEC. But, you know, it helps when your coaches aren't being, you know, like Ed Orgeron asked about uh, sexual assault allegations that their football program is covered up. And you're just asking Josh Heupel about, you know, coach, tell me about this Mississippi. Uh, coach, talk about your schedule. Talk about your schedule, coach. That's that's how things like this typically go. Uh, Blackout Jones says, could the NCAA issue the court's involving the NIL case be in UT's favor as far as the infractions are concerned? Let me let me read that comment again, Blackout, because I don't necessarily think I understood it. Could the NCAA issue with the courts involving the NIL case be in UT's favor as far as the infractions are concerned? You know, that's that's an excellent question. So you're you're basically saying is is what's happening with, between the NCAA and the federal government basically with name image and likeness legislation work in, in Tennessee's favor as far as the infractions that end up coming down. No, I, I don't think so, because I think what we would be talking about, and we'll find out probably the closer we get to the season, are things like bowl bans. Like, I don't think they're going to come after Tennessee's money. I mean, they will. It will affect Tennessee's finances if they don't play in a bowl game, if they were to even make it to a bowl game. But I think I think Tennessee at this point, we're, we are awaiting decisions. We are awaiting decisions more to do with scholarships more to do with um bowl eligibility and things of that nature and i think you know it may not matter for tennessee because they're projected at six wins 6.6 wins in fact according to the football power index but i think that would be a tough climb um for tennessee happy birthday bucks says mayburn right hope you've had a great day thank you mayburn i appreciate that it's very very kind uh of you guys to say uh, hey buck i want to hear more of your southern voice uh, no, it's uh, my, I, I don't, I don't mean to make, uh, make fun of, uh, make fun of people from the South by talking about coach, talk about schedule. Uh, cause that's, that's not, that's not what I intend to do, but that's a lot of what the questions at SEC media day sound like. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. Let's move on and talk about, uh, let's talk about 
how where the balls can close the gap with the rest of the SEC in 2021. That's the question that I'm asking you guys on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, if you would be so kind. Let me know in the comment section, where can the Vols close the gap or try to with the rest of the ACC or the SEC in 2021? Give me your responses on Facebook Live, on YouTube, on Twitch, and on Twitter. We will discuss at length together right after I tell you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app is DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, and they are giving you great offers uh, because, speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold. And DraftKings Sportsbook has a medal-worthy offer just for my listeners. 100 to 1 odds on an offer like this where you can get $1 when you bet $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal. 100 to 1 odds on an offer like this doesn't come around often. So sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all the action. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code A2Z Sports when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code A to Z Sports to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. Promo code A to Z Sports in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So how can they close the gap or how can they try and close the gap in 2021 is the question that I'm asking you of these Tennessee Vols. Uh, offensive production. Thank you, Tremel. I uh, appreciate the the birthday wishes and everybody who's uh, who's wished us uh, wished a, a happy birthday to me over the course of the show today. Offensive production, according to Blackout Jones, Jeff Rubel says, I don't know if they can. To be honest, too much attrition, and and that's honestly, Jeff, that's a great place to start because there has been a ton of attrition, and really, even before Jeremy Pruitt was fired, since October, since like late October, the Vols have lost twenty nine players to the transfer portal. Now, that obviously was ex uh, exacerbated when Jeremy Pruitt was fired for cause in January, but this has been happening since October with 29 players entering the transfer portal, leaving the University of Tennessee. And Hypel was asked about that earlier today. Absolutely. Um, RSID and I had a bet, uh, and what was going to be the first question, I tried to hedge off the, uh, the transfer portal before it got started, but I'm glad you came right back to it. Now, it, it, it is. I, obviously, our roster uh, uh, changed, right? It, by the time that I got there in late January, there were a larger number of kids that, that were in the transfer portal. Uh, at the same time, we've been able to add really quality individuals inside of our program. We love the player. Right, but we love the person too and what they're bringing as far as a culture piece in, inside of our program. Some of those kids we've had uh, relationships with, whether it was a coach being at a previous school and having known them, who they are every day, or it was myself or other staff members that had recruited them coming out of high school. So feel really good about what we've added. Uh, a majority of those guys we really feel like are going to play meaningful snaps uh, right from the get-go get when we kick off in September. Um, a handful or a couple of those guys, I should say, are, are guys that are going to have to earn it, like they all will, but are guys that are going to develop in our program. Um, I think the, for, the, for us, long-term, one of the benefits of the eight pieces that we've added here after spring ball is that a majority of those guys have multiple years, and we'll be able to help our, our roster as we move forward as well. 
So that's Josh Heupel today talking about the players that they've lost in the transfer portal and players that they have added. Eight since, uh, eight since Josh Heupel has been here, but 29 over the course of the last, I mean, what would you say, almost seven months, really, since October, where they're losing players left and right because of how things were spiraling, spiraling out of control at the University of Tennessee. Um, so where can they make up the difference? That's the question that we're asking you. I'll give you my answer here in just a second, right after a quick reminder from our friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. They will put you in a position to succeed and be in your comfort zone commercially, residentially. Brymac has you covered. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Three locations, making sure that you get everything you need on all of your HVAC needs. All right. So where they can make up the gap, at least to a degree, this year in the SEC. So this is something that I've thought about a while because what is what is going to be, and I know Austin and Zach talked a lot about this this morning, in what is the best case scenario for the University of Tennessee. And I, I think there's a, a variety of different ways to take that question, right? So when I look at, when I look at Tennessee and I understand who Josh Heupel is and why it is that Josh Heupel was hired here, I come away thinking, all right, if he is going to do anything, if he is going to be able to do anything or make any kind of a legitimate difference um, this year in college football and this year for Tennessee, it is going to be, it's going to be a difficult proposition for him to try and make sure that he can, you know, have a competitive football team. Now, whether the football team is in fact competitive or not, and at least we will see whether they will be able to produce offensively. It kind of reminds me, you know, to a lesser extent, I'm not saying that this is how I think this is going to go, but I think that in a perfect world, if you could be somewhere close to what Lane Kiffin's Ole Miss team was last year, where Ole Miss has an incredible offense, and they're able to do it with not a lot of talent on the football field because Lane Kiffin is one of the best in the business in that regard. If you can bother some of these teams, some of these top-end teams that you'll play, whether you're able to upset Kentucky, who looks to be in a better spot, whether you're able to get one over on Missouri or South Carolina, who you'll play this year. Alabama at Alabama is going to be a tough task no matter you know who you are and what you've got at your disposal, even if you're in a much better position than this current Tennessee program is. But if you have an offense that can cover up how wretched we think their defense is going to be heading into this season, I think it can cover up. It's, it may be, you know, what's the phrase? Lipstick on a pig. It may be lipstick on a pig to have a great offense and a defense where, you know, in the spring game, we saw, we saw a, line, or a, a, a long snapper start, starting at linebacker because they just didn't have any players. Now, it will not be that bad once the SEC, uh, once the football season finally gets underway and they host Bowling Green at Neyland Stadium for their first game. But we do anticipate this defense to struggle. They have lost players in the transfer portal as well. Henry Toho Toho, Matthew Butler. They have seen a lot of these defensive linemen, and they had a fair amount of defensive linemen at their disposal. Whether they were any good or not is a, is a different matter entirely, but they have had attrition on both sides of the ball. And the defense is the place where they can least afford to have it. So if the offense can do its part, do its job to cover up what we think this defense might be, and that is really, really bad, if they can find a way to score north of 
21.5 points per game as they did last year while getting 30.1 points per game put on them. If they can find a way to score 30.2 and still have 30.1 put on them, at least you're coming out on the better side of things to a degree. Whether they're able to have a winning record or even go 500, 6-6 six and six this year, I think will be damn near an impossibility. But we offense, offense wins football games in college football. Nick Saban has admitted as much. And I think that's the best place where they can make the gap up. Uh, Jeff Sawyer agrees with me. He says good offensive numbers. Chuck Coppinger says total stadium beer sales. Yeah, there be a lot of drunk Vols fans if the season goes to hell really quickly. Uh, Blackout Jones says everybody in the SEC is getting scored on, including Alabama. Alabama just knows when to make the important stops. Yes, that's. I mean, that was critical against Ole Miss because they could have very easily lost that Ole Miss game. Um, had they not gotten, what, like two stops because there was zero defense in that game, it felt like. Um, they Brad Lipford says they need bodies just generally. Um, he uh, on O-line, says David Drury, running backs, wide receivers have a chance to be good or at least adequate. Still comes back to quarterback play. This is true. And, and this is what Heupel is brought here to do. Quarterback play and offense. How can the head coach of the Vols find a way to win within the margins based on his scheme? Um, having the correct quarterback makes all the differences, John Daniel London. There's no disputing that. And the good thing is, uh, the, th- the good thing is that, uh, Heupel has four to choose from whether, you know, the, any, the, any of the four of them are good is a different Mauer, uh, Mauer, uh, matter, not Mauer, but matter, uh, entirely. I don't think Brian Mauer is going to be the starting quarterback. Um, lipstick on a pig says Brad Lipford. Yes, that's what you call it. That's what you call it when you say, uh, when something is, uh, you know, no, no offense to pigs, but when you try to church something up that is not exactly pretty or flattering. Sam Roberts says, Tennessee Homer radio types think the Vols go seven and five. Well, lucky for you, Sam, I am not a Tennessee Homer radio type. I am, uh, I think I am more, I, I probably, I probably am, I'm as close to anti-Homer as you're going to get. I really am. And sometimes, sometimes you go, you guys don't like me for that because I try to give you my honest opinion. And sometimes you don't like the honest opinion. But I would say to you that uh, that there is not a lot of homerism, and maybe you know, maybe you guys would push back on that from time to time. But I don't think there's a lot of homerism done on this show. Uh, Bizarro PK says I'm sending you a B day gift. What is your address again? Yeah, zero percent chance. But I appreciate the thought. If you want to send me anything, you can send it to the radio station. And I love the I love the hell out of all of you, but I'm not telling you where I live. <laughs> uh, dirt. Uh, Woo, woo, wait a minute. What about Arkansas Razorbacks, says Aaron Goff. I mean, the, the Razorbacks are in the West, and they've got a much difficult, much more difficult hill to climb um, to be competitive. Although, I do like Sam Pittman and what he's been able to do down there. We'll see if, we'll see if that is able to, uh, to translate. All right, let's wrap this show up, get you out of here, and, and let me get out of here so I can enjoy the rest of my birthday evening. Not that I haven't enjoyed our time together, but I, I do. Uh, my, my girlfriend and my dinner are waiting downstairs, and so I would like to... Uh, like to get to that before it gets too late as uh, while I watch these NBA finals games to talk about them on the radio tomorrow. But the gone viral video, uh, speaking of birthdays, now I, I, I tried to, I tried to find a way to ask this without sounding like a total douche, but <laughs> the gone viral question, what's more important on the date of July 20th? What is the more important event, the lunar landing or my birthday? <laughs> Let me know on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch. We will discuss together. Oh, it's John Daniel London's birthday. Well, very happy birthday to you, John. I hope uh, I hope many, many returns. What's the more important event 
on July 20th, the lunar landing or my birthday? Let me know on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch. Oh, we have some anniversaries. We have some other birthdays uh, as well. I uh, Well, that's great. I, I'm so happy that other people are, are celebrating today as well. We'll get into that over the course of this evening's show. What's the most important event on July 20th, the lunar landing or my birthday? Let me know in the comments section. Uh, four minutes to half, says Billy Jones. Thank you. I've got it. I've got it on in the office. Uh, one one day, I, I mean, I don't know if anybody cares what my actual studio looks like, but I've got a really good setup in here in the, the TV, uh, fifty inch TV that's basically right in my face uh, while I do the primetime show. So it's tough, tough for me to stay on topic. Uh, Bizarro PK says, "What's the lunar landing?" Uh, Karen O'Keefe says, "What's your, your your birthday?" Of course. Well, that's very kind of you, Karen. I appreciate that. But I would say John's birthday and uh, who had an anniversary? Tony. Tony has an anniversary today. So happy anniversary to Tony and uh, and his spouse. Very, uh, and many, many more to come, I'm certain. While you guys do that, though, I will tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go. Gary Ashton uh, is the best in the business when it comes to the real estate market here in Tennessee. Win the buyer battle with the Gary Ashton team. Find out more at GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds, and A to Z Sports Prime Time. Nobody will help you maximize your value. Nobody will find your dream address without the stress the way that the Ashton team will. Uh, our birthday, says John Daniel. That's correct. Our birthday, John. Today is an important day for us. Um, but what is more important, the looter landing or our birthday and Tony's anniversary? And I think there were a couple other birthdays as well, Chat Town Mox says, you share a birthday with my wife. Happy B-Day, my man. Thank you. Uh, well, happy birthday to her as well. Brian Poman says, birthday for sure. I'm celebrating your birthday right now. Hey, buddy, would you go to space? I would not go to space. Hell no. Uh, you know, you guys you guys go figure it out and then tell me what space looks like and maybe I'll think about it, but probably not. Um, Buck Rising's birthday says, Chadwick, head down. Thank you, Chad. Well, I, uh, I, I celebrate my birthday for basically the entire month of July because I'm a, I'm a diva that way. But I, listen, here's what I'll say to you, and we'll we'll end on this note. Um, the the primetime audience, uh, everybody who listens to the 615 Sessions podcast, everybody who interacts with me on social media, whether that's Twitter or Instagram, um, everybody that listens to the radio show and was so kind today as uh, over the course of the three hours that we did the radio show, uh, and everybody that I work with, Austin and Zach and, and Rhett Bryan of Titans Radio, Lucas Panzico, producer Reed. Um, everybody who, who does so much to make sure that I'm able to, to perform and, and do my job as, as best as humanly possible for you guys and you guys who make it possible for me to do this. I, uh, I had a very touch. I, here's what I'll say, and I won't get into the details, but my, uh, I had a very bad experience last night and I got home from that experience at about 3 AM. Um, I had, uh, and I don't want to get into too many details just because it's, it's not, you know, it's not worth doing. And, uh, and, uh, I don't want to get emotional, but it was, it was a difficult night that I did not get to sleep until about 3 AM this morning. And then, you know, when I was getting ready for work, I, I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to put it behind me. I'm going to try to have a great day. Um, because you know, nobody wants, nobody wants to hear from me for basically five hours a day on, on primetime and, and 615 and, and the radio show of sulking about about what an awful night I had. But what I will say to you is I, I had an incredibly touching moment this morning on the radio show just because, um, and and really throughout the course of the day, just because of how many different people reached out and how many people um, said kind things to me that I absolutely do not deserve. 
uh, like what happened on the radio show today, where Rhett Bryan, who's the best in the business, he's the executive producer of Titans Radio. When you hear Coach Mack, Dave McGinnis, and Mike Keith on Sundays on 104.5 The Zone, Rhett Bryan is making the whole thing happen behind the scenes and for many, many months in advance. He's a production wizard. And uh, not knowing what was happening today, this is what he was kind enough to do for me earlier on the radio show. America takes a moment to reflect on the birthday of one Buck Rising. In the year 2021, the Buck Rising show was born. Oh, yes. And if you haven't heard, Buck got verified by Twitter. Blue checkmark rising. I'm sure he'll find something to bitch about during his show. So sit back, enjoy the ride. Happy birthday, Buck Rising. Let's wish him all a good one today. <laughs> why, why are you guys so good to me, man? I don't deserve that at all. That's incredibly kind of you and Rhett Bryan and, and everybody that's been uh, decent enough to wish me a happy birthday today that's why the crown is sitting on the microphone i couldn't put it over my i couldn't put it over my headphones i tried i've got a birthday sash in the studio i didn't put it on because it says you know there's profanity on it and i didn't want to get us all fired on my birthday lucas so you're welcome thank you but yes i uh 28 years old today and uh you know going on 65 I didn't. I, are you surprised that I didn't lead with it? I was going to try and avoid it, honestly, today, despite you know the crown sitting on the microphone. But I, uh, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful. I'm so happy to be able to spend my birthday here with you guys, and, and nothing makes me happier than, uh, than to be able to talk about football and, uh, and to hang out on the radio and to interact with all of our great listeners. Whether it's on, you know, whether you guys want to call in, whether you want to hang out with us in the studio on Zone TV, we are, uh, we are so appreciative for everything that you guys do to make this so much fun. So thank you for that. And thank you guys for everything that you do to make, to, you know, to, to give me the energy and, uh, and uh, make sure that we have such a great time every night on the primetime show as well. You guys are the best. And, uh, and uh, there was no better way uh, that I would, uh, that I would enjoy spending my birthday that with all of you. So have a great Tuesday night. I will be back and we will talk about, what else happens at SEC Media Days? Because I believe Nick Saban is talking tomorrow. I mean, we'll get into a larger conversation about the state of college football and honestly, the biggest non-conference games because I think there's a lot of fun discussions to be had there as well. Make sure you check out the 615 Sessions podcast um, with Adam Vingan. It was a great time. We got into all of the things that are happening with the Nashville Predators and a competitive rebuild, as it's called. Um, make sure that you check that out. Uh and tomorrow, the second episode of the install with Greg Cosell, my new podcast, because I don't have enough to do, but my new podcast with Greg Cosell of NFL Films every Wednesday, we will be talking about Aaron Rodgers. We will be talking about, about Patrick Mahomes. We will be talking about Tom Brady, the biggest storylines in the NFL. And then it'll be training camp time. So enjoy the rest of your evening. I will see you guys uh, later on. Know that the content will keep coming. Because you guys give me the life and the energy to be able to do it. You guys give me the energy. Because I'm not tired yet. No! Oh!